Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. ...with her husband, the affable and bookish George Armitage. George, however, had been called to Northumberland for some urgent family matter, the details of which Poppy had never quite got straight, and Elizabeth had been left alone at her seaside house, six and a half months with child. Bored and confined, she'd invited Poppy to come for an extended visit, and Poppy had happily accepted. It would be like old times for the two friends. Poppy popped another bite of cheese into her mouth. Well, except for the massive size of Elizabeth's belly, that was new. It meant Elizabeth couldn't accompany her on her daily jaunts to the shore, but that was no matter. Poppy knew her reputation had never included the word shy, but conversational nature notwithstanding, she rather enjoyed her own company. And after months and months of making small talk in London, it felt rather nice to clear her head with the sharp sea air. She'd been trying to take a different route each day, and she had been delighted to discover a small network of caves about halfway between Charmouth and Lyme Regis, tucked away where the foamy waves lapped the shore. Most filled with water when the tide was in, but after surveying the landscape, Poppy was convinced that there had to exist a few that remained dry, and she was determined to find one. Just because of the challenge, of course, not because she had any need of a perpetually dry cave in Charmouth, Dorset, England, Great Britain, Europe, the world. One really had to take one's challenges where one could, given that she was in Charmouth, Dorset, England, and that seemed a decidedly small corner of the world indeed. Finishing the last bites of her lunch, she squinted up toward the rocks. The sun was to her back, but the day was bright enough to make her wish for a parasol, or at the very least a large, shady tree. It was gorgeously warm too, and she left her redingote back at the house. Even her fichu, which she'd worn to protect her skin, was starting to get itchy and hot across her chest. But she wasn't going to turn back now. She'd not come this far before, and in fact had only made it to this point after convincing Elizabeth's plumpish maid, who'd been drafted as her chaperone companion, to remain behind in town. Think of it as an additional afternoon off, Poppy had said with a winning smile. I don't know. Mary's expression was doubtful. Mrs. Armitage was quite clear that... Mrs. Armitage hasn't had a clear thought since finding herself with child, Poppy cut in, sending Elizabeth a silent apology. It's like that for all women, I'm told, she added, trying to get the maid's mind off the subject at hand, namely Poppy's chaperonage, or lack thereof. Well, that's certainly true, Mary said, tilting her head slightly to the side. When my brother's wife had her boys, I never could get a sensible word out of her. That's it exactly, Poppy exclaimed. Elizabeth knows that I will be perfectly fine on my own. I'm no spring miss after all. Hopelessly on the shelf, they say. As Mary attempted to assure her that that was most certainly not the case, Poppy added, I'm only going for an easy little stroll by the shore. You know that. You came with me yesterday.
And the day before that, Mary said with a sigh, clearly not relishing the prospect of another afternoon of exertion. And the day before that as well, Poppy pointed out. And what, all week before that? Mary nodded glumly. Poppy didn't smile. She was far too good for that. But success was clearly right around the corner. Literally. Here, she said, steering the maid toward a cosy tea shop. Why don't you sit down and have a rest? Heaven knows you deserve it. I've quite run you ragged, haven't I? You've been nothing but kind, Miss Bridgerton, Mary said quickly. Kind and exhausting, Poppy said, patting Mary's hand as she opened the tea room door. You work so hard. You deserve a few minutes for yourself. And so, once Poppy had paid for a pot of tea and a plate of biscuits, she'd made her escape. Two of the aforementioned biscuits in her pocket, and now she was wondering.